Okay, we are in Sefer Doniel, Perik Beis, Pasuk Chot Hei, Adayin Aryoch Behispahola. So yesterday we saw that Nebuchadnezzar, unable to get what he wanted from his sorcerers and astrologers, specifically tell him what he dreamt because he cannot recall it, plus then give him the interpretation. An impossible request, but in his anger at them, he decreed a death sentence on all the Chachmei Bavel, which would take in um, Daniel and his companions. So now Daniel goes to the king and quietly suggested, maybe give me a few days and I can solve this. He now goes to Aryoch, who is the head executioner, charged with carrying out this mandate of homicide on all the Chachmei <coughs> Bavel. So we pick it up at Chavhei. Adayin Aryoch Bismala, he goes to uh, Adra, he had done this previously, and he says, look, let me go to the king. I think I can explain to him the interpretation. So now, Adayin Aryoch Bismala immediately, hurriedly, Aryoch goes to the king, Hanel the Daniel, and he brings him Chodam Malka in front of Nebuchadnezzar, and he says to him, I have found a young man, an exile from the tribe of Judah, who can tell you, who can tell the king what he needs to know. Interestingly, we show that Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel had access with each other before. He doesn't really need uh, Aryoch, but what he wanted to do, Satan of Farshim, is kind of divert him, Aryoch, off this murderous, homicidal revenge against all the Chachmei Babel to distract him, as it were. So now the king hears Aryoch's introduction. And he answers, who was called Balshetzah. We saw at the beginning of Perak Aleph when Nebuchadnezzar became so infatuated with Daniel's brilliance, he names him Balshetzah, which was his personal god, Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> as a tribute to how this young man showed such promise and such brilliance. Anyway, he says to him, Can you, in fact, tell me what I have dreamed? It's interpretation. Daniel Daniel answers, Before the king. What you're asking, what you're asking to be disclosed to you. In other words, that someone has to tell you what you dreamt, and then someone has to interpret what he told you you dreamt, is an impossibility. It's beyond your wise men, Ashmin, it's beyond the sorcerers, the diviners, Gosrin is a demonologist. They cannot convey this to the king. 
Fortunately, continues Daniel, Brum Isi Elobeshamaya, I have a God in the heavens, Golar Razin, who can unlock secrets, Behodal Lamacha Nebuchadnezzar, and be able to tell Nebuchadnezzar, Modai Laheve Ba'akris Yomyo, what will be in the future, in the end, uh, at the end of time. And will be able to tell you the dream that you encountered when you lay your head on your bed. You, King, your thoughts that you encounter while you were on your bed, specifically, uh, what was um, in the future? The Gole Roger Hodecha Madi Lahave, you will be informed of. What Daniel is saying, and for this you need the Gemara in Brachos 55b, that would be Nun Hey Amud Beis that really says that a person is shown matters he is given thought to that day practically. And some Mephoshim say that dreams are really what we are already in our mind. It's almost the last thing we think of before we sleep or doze off. What Daniel is saying, you Nebuchadnezzar are charged with running this gigantic empire. You are logically concerned what happens to this empire in the event or when it inevitably occurs, your death. And this is what is preoccupying you. This is what you have dreamed of. And this is what has to be interpreted. And it is no personal brilliance on my part. It is not me. It is not that I'm brilliant than all mortal men. But rather, this secret was revealed to me. By my God, to give you the interpretation uh, to the king, so that you may know what's occupying your thoughts. Says Daniel to the king, You, the king, have seen in your dream a statue standing right before you. It is right before you. Salma de Cain Rav, Zive Yeter Kaim Lekoblech, the Revach Tachil. It is a large statue. It is an iridescent statue, full of light. And the Rive Tachil, it terrifies you. And let me explain it. Hut Salma Resha, it is a statue whose head, Didahav, the head of the statue, it's a human figure, is made of Dahav Tov, fine gold. Haduhe, the um, chest, Uda'are Tikesef, and the, um, the arms are made out of silver. Mahohe Viyarkasa di Nachash, your, um, would be the knees, the legs 
are made out of copper. Continues Daniel, Shakohe di Parzel, your legs, your thighs are made out of iron. Raglo uminehen di Parzel, uminehen di Chasa. The toes, the feet part of the leg, is made up of a combination of um, iron and earthenware. So really two opposites. Earthenware is very soft, iron is very hard. So what he's saying is it's a statue. As you go down the human form of the statue, the type of metal it is made out of decreases in value. It goes from gold to silver to copper to iron to earthenware. Continues the Navi. And suddenly you see a stone, a hewn stone, not carved. you don't see a hand carving it, but it is it is cast upon this statue at its feet, which you said is made up of iron and earthenware, the Hadekes, Hemo. And what happens is it shatters it. And what happens, it crumbles. And the rest begins to crumble too. All of it crumbles into dust. It becomes like the floor, I'm sorry, the wheat, the chair, on a granary floor that is blown away by the wind. Disappears. It is gone. You do not see it. And that stone that was flung at the statue becomes a giant mountain that fills up the whole earth. That's the dream. Statue, different parts of the body as it goes from top to bottom, different values of metallic makeup, gold, silver, etc. A stone out of nowhere comes to the feet, smashes the feet, the rest of the statue collapses as a result, and that stone becomes a giant mountain. And this is the interpretation said before the king. That's from the Zemiros. You, king, are, have been blessed by our king of kings. You have been given an empire. He has given you an empire that is powerful, that is wealthy, that is giving you great honor. And you rule over everything in this empire. You rule over Benansha, men, chias, animals, oath, birds of this are all under your rule, under your hand. Antahu Resha Didahava. You, Nebuchadnezzar, are the gold head of that statue. 
And another king, another empire is going to come after your death. And after they have exhausted their hour on the world stage, and most of them of fortune agree this is Persia and Madai, Umako Tulisa, there will be a third empire. Who after you will rule the whole world. This is possibly Yavon, this is the third. Or we've had this metaphor before, some say it is Alexander, which is part Yavon as well. They will be the empires that succeed you. In other words, your empire is not permanent. Umacho Riviosa. And now you come to the fourth Malchus, and we have debated this before. To have a Tekifa Pembarzla, it will be as strong as iron. Kol Kavaldi Parzla Mehadak, it will scatter, it will um, cause to crumble everything. Bahashel Kula U Parzla Dimiraa Kol Elon Tadik Beseda, it will scatter everything in its midst ahead of you. Now, the empire we have said is Rome. And as you know, you saw that the legs were made out of um, um, iron and earthenware. It will split. It will be a divided empire. To have a it will be, and as you've seen with this mixture of iron and earthenware, mud of earthenware in the toes or in the feet, you've seen it that it cannot stand, it will be a divided empire. This we know could be several things. It could be Rome, uh, as we're going to see, splitting off to the Byzantine Empire. It could be Rome splitting with the Muslim world. The Etzbar Ragla Minahin and these toes that you have seen, Parzel Minahin Chasa, that are made up of earthenware and steel, mean Kitsatna Chusa Teheve Tekipa, Uminah Teve Tevira. One will be strong, the other will be weak. Uh, again, could be Rome splitting to the Byzantine Empire or splitting off to the Arab world. And you will see this mixture of iron and earthenware mixing together with mankind, the Lola heaven Dokkin, but they will not cling to each other. They will in the end turn out enemies. So, we see the iron will not mix with the earthenware. So this could be the different empires splitting up. Continues the Navi Ubi Yamohun di Malchaya Anun Yokim Elashmaya Malkodila Oman Lotus Habel and my God. And during that time, Yemohim di Malkot, Rashi says, uh, 
halal, who even contemporary with these kings, these empires, the old Malchuson Shoromoim Kayames, while Rome is still in existence, continues Yokim Elashmaya Malka, a new nation will call up Shela Olam Lotishabel. And Rashi says, what are we talking about? It will never become conquered, will never be overcome. This is the Melech HaMashiach. Um, it will last eternally. So, says Daniel, And so you see that each element will be destroyed. All the empires, And this is what your dream was. The Yatsiv Chelma, this is the dream and this is the interpretation. I'm giving it to you in short. You've got what to worry about. Yes, after your death, there will be one empire after another empire after another empire, concluding in the Kaddish Baruch's empire, which will last eternally, which is indestructible. That's the interpretation. At this moment, on hearing this, he recognizes it, and he falls to his knees, he prostrates himself before Daniel, and Sogar and seeks to anoint him, seeks to pour the nesech on him, to um, put the uh, libations on him. In other words, he wants to make him. As Rashi says, Ratza la asoso eloha. At this point, he wants to make him a god. Daniel, of course, will have none of it. Ana malke le Daniel. Daniel answers him, Omar min shoti alachon hu ela elohim. Umare malichin begolorazin. It is not me. It is, as I say, God, our God of the Jews. Who has revealed the secret to Yechatzal and Migla Razadan has given the ability to relay the secret and to tell you. Adayin Malkola Daniel, Rabbi Umutnan Ravan. So the king proposes something else. He makes Daniel like in charge of all of Bavel. Ravan Ravarin Shagiche Yahavloch. The Hashilton al Kol Medinas Bavel, the Rav Signon al Kol Chachime Bavel, and you will be in charge of all the Chachime Bavel. In short, you will run the entire country. You are like my Mishnah Lamelech, my second in command. Uh, and therefore, that is what I want. Instead, the Daniel Ba'amin Malka. Now Daniel makes the request of the king. Umani alaviditza di Medinas Bavel Shadrach Mishach Abednego Vidaniel Bisra Malka. He said, I need my three companions. Here he refers to them by their Babylonian names, Shadrach, Mishach, and Abednego. I need them, and they will allow me to serve you better, more efficiently. The Daniel Bisra Malka. Daniel is like Bisra Malka, 
second to the king, sits at the share of the city, which means he is in judgment of the entire Besdin system as well. So Daniel has risen now to the ranks of king's top advisor. You would be thinking that at this point, Nebuchadnezzar has seen the light. He is cured from his sadistic, murderous, homicidal rages, his Avodah You would think that, but you will be wrong. Tomorrow we will see Nebuchadnezzar back worse than ever, sadistic, homicidal, um, almost insane. 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. Be there. You will not want to miss it. Ad Khan.